0: Just go to Cars.com. It's magical.
1: It's the third pod in three days, and I'm still smiling ear to ear. Welcome to Finsider Radio, SB Nation's Miami Dolphin podcast. This is the Jake and Josh Show. I'm Jake Mendel. Joining me, as he does every time we get all worked up and decide to record a show, is Joshua Houts. Josh, we are in the mucky muck. We are fully involved in training camp for the Miami Dolphins. You mentioned it before we got on here. It's been a wild ride so far, hasn't it? It's been two days and it's wild.
2: It really is. I mean, every day there's something new with the Xavier Howard situation. We'll get into that. And I mean, I don't know if you've been paying attention, Jake, but Twitter has been, you know, just over the moon, excited for what's coming out. You know, big plays from Waddle, Tua's out there dissecting the defense. I mean, this is exactly why we were on Twitter. I'm stoked, man. How have you been?
1: I'm good. I'm good. You know, I had a good old fashioned 9 a.m. Babe Ruth baseball game. I don't know what it is about uh, baseball or even just uh, parents, uh, sport parents in general, making the most absurd start times in the world. I mean, hockey games, I know, start at 7 a.m. sometimes. So that's just kind of the world we're living in. And to kind of build on that, Josh, you know, I I love doing this and I have so much fun doing this and I use everything I learned in school to, in these podcasts, in the stories you write on the Fin side, I'd be sure to check those out. And one thing we're always taught is to start, what's the most important thing? Where do we want to start this podcast? Because we have two practices to talk about. We have the Xavier Howard stuff. So let's start with a TJ McDonald shout out. Josh, with everything happening today, did you believe that TJ McDonald would be flying through our Twitter feed today?
2: Uh, that is not something <laughs> I saw, Jake. Could you, did you please tell us what I'm missing? I don't know if I saw this TJ McDonald news.
1: So Madden being Madden is releasing their top 10 at every position. And they ranked Xavier Howard sixth, which whatever, you know, you could argue he's better uh, than that. You could argue that them giving Stefan Gilmer a 99 uh, a couple of years ago made them lose all credibility, but they, so they ranked TJ. Uh, they ranked TJ McDonald sixth. They used the picture of TJ McDonald on Xavier Howard. It's blowing me away. You had to check this out.
2: I, I I just pulled it up, man. This is that. Oh, what the <laughs> heck, what? Dude, uh, I don't know how I missed this. I'm so embarrassed because I I have an article I'm writing about the top 10 tight ends for Mike Isiki was in the top 10. Now Xavier Howard and that. Yeah, that's definitely not Xavier Howard, dude. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I, I did not see that. I did not expect to see that today. Not at all.
1: I've been always been a TJ McDonald truther. So it's nice. I'm getting a little love here, but I mean. Sorry to Xavier Howard, man. Let, let's just go there. It's someone who has felt so disrespected just continues to get paid fun of. This time being confused with T.J. McDonald. But Josh, we mentioned it on yesterday's show. The idea of how Xavier Howard is going to move forward. Uh, we heard that he is going to proceed as a professional and show up. We didn't necessarily know what that meant because originally, you know, I mentioned it a couple of days ago. Is that kind of sounds like he'll play if he has to play if he needs to come out here and play. You mentioned it on our last show that Minka Fitzpatrick played after he requested a trade. I think it was after the Ravens game he requested it. And you were there in person to witness uh, the debacle against New England in 2019.
2: Had to bring it back.
1: (laughs) So here we are. Xavier Howard left practice relatively early with a undisclosed injury and came back on the field and watched with nothing wrapped up. So here we are. That kind of seems like it's going to sum up the direction of where the Xavier Howard drama might be headed towards.
2: It, it sure does. And I mean, you don't want to sit here and speculate and say, you know, this is Xavier Howard isn't hurt. You know, it's a, it's nothing there, but cause we've seen sure. this happen before and it becomes some se- severe thing, but I mean, we've seen it time and time again, this is kind of that next step in contract negotiations. I think we kind of heard almost, I think it was yesterday, the Herald reported that, I think Brian Flores said the team wasn't even going to entertain trade ideas. They weren't willing to trade him. So, um, you know, for Xavier Howard to say he's going to act professional, if, again, if this was just a way for the Xavier Howard and maybe canter to get a little bit more leverage in contract negotiation, I don't know what it is, but um, it's definitely not something you want to hear about your all-pro cornerback, whether he's on the roster or not, but um, just another day in the office when it comes to the Xavier Howard saga.
1: Yeah, and it's just at a point where it seems like we're looking for options. Any option. I actually saw a tweet or a, a tweet that included a trade that I was a little interested in. It was the Saints and Dolphins, and it involved the Saints sending two first-round picks and Cameron Jordan to Miami for Xavier Howard. And Send I don't it. think this. I don't think the Saints say yes. Oh, no, they that. would not. Don't get me wrong. I still would. I think I call me crazy. I think I'd still prefer Xavier Howard. This team needs to start winning. And while those draft picks are nice, I mean. They don't they don't do anything on the field. Uh, I don't think the Saints say yes to that. I think maybe you can include a receiver or something like that. But it's interesting. I actually had someone from SB Nation's uh, Saints site reach out to me and and we talked a bit about Xavier Howard because it does seem like there are some teams while we kind of live in that Dolphins community, that idea of what are we going to do. Some teams uh, and their fan bases are tri- trying to figure out what they should do, right? And it's interesting to start to see these trades come in. And the fact that that trade wasn't from a Dolphins uh, source, it was actually some sort of Saints or, or some NFL thing in general. Sorry, I was, uh, I was at that game when I saw it. But, I mean, si- sign me up. It's interesting to see that other people are actually valuing uh, Xavier Howard, too. Well, except for Matt.
2: Yeah, except for man who can't get his picture right. But Jake, I mean, I think it goes back to, you know, about we're just not used to having a superstar like Xavier Howard. You know, I think you, to your point, I think it was when the news came out that he officially announced a trade or even when I think maybe it was Sean Payton was talking about how the team still needed a cornerback. The first picture under that was an Xavier Howard jersey swap <laughs> <and> a Saints <laughs> thing. And I mean, that's just what we've become accustomed to doing as Dolphin fans, you know, replying to every post with that. And now you're just seeing, you know, I'm sure there's cowboy ones in there and, and the Browns and, you know, whatever team thinks they have a chance at the Super Bowl. I mean, again, Xavier Howard's one of the best corners, um, but I don't think there's any end in sight, Jake, and I don't know that the Dolphins are willing to budge. Again, I don't think X is willing to budge, and um, we mentioned it on a previous podcast. It's like you're almost playing chicken, and, you know, they're coming to the middle, and something's got to give, but you and I both agree if the Dolphins can somehow find a way to make this work, get that guaranteed money right and get Xavier Howard out there, that would be in their best interest, but um, for sure. to that trade offer, I mean, two first firsts and a player like what Cameron Jordan, I mean, that's um, it is Cameron Jordan, right? Not Jordan Cameron. I yeah. always, always got yes. mixed up with that Dolphins tight end. But I mean, I don't even know. There are some people that think, you know, maybe the Dolphins won't even get a first round pick for X. I mean, I think they get two picks and a vet. I mean, that'd be awesome. But um, if the Dolphins get anything less than a first for Xavier Howard and then some, I'd be a little bit disappointed. I don't know your thoughts on that.
1: I completely agree. And and it's just a strange holding pattern, at least for now. And it's interesting because it's the time of the year, we're sitting here on on July 29th, where every day moves relatively slowly because we're getting a lot of things uh, coming at us, right? You mentioned it before that Uh, You know, you couldn't really keep up with Twitter this morning, I mean I was at a game like it's hard to keep track of everything so so let's go back a day let's start with what happened yesterday and the Miami Dolphins made a few roster moves. Uh, They placed offensive lineman DJ Fluker uh, wide receivers Devante Parker and Preston Williams and linebacker Landon Roberts on the active physically unable to perform aka the pup list. Now, it's easy to overreact and say, oh, my God, dude, I'm the sider, I was reading all the comments, and all it was was bashing Devontae Parker about not being able to stay healthy, yada, yada, yada. Shocked. <laughs> the thing is with, with this, like, everyone wants the panic right away, and I get that because this is what we're learning. But, I mean, people can get – players can get removed from the pup at any time, like a snap of a finger. It's not some sort of, like, 14-day uh, injury list like you have in baseball, or it's not like a six-game thing like they, you have once the regular season starts. It seems like these might be precautions. Uh, This makes sense about what Preston Williams, the the tweet, we mentioned that uh, with the Ziploc face, this could have been what it's about. Uh, But Josh, does anything really stick out to you here? There was news uh, released today that DJ Fluker is dealing with an injury and he's going to be on ice until the middle of August. We did see a lot of how he was trying to train and and prepare for the season. So that could even be something as simple as he's worked his ass off, uh, you know, for two, three months. And we're going to put him in on ice until, you know, the games begin and we can get him some live reps because he's a veteran and, and he's done everything we need him to up until this point.
2: Yeah, Jake, that's a good point. And I actually threw up the article about DJ Fluker and I started to look at it. I mean, he was, if you look at some of the depth chart sites, I mean, it's way too early to even take into account some of that stuff, but he was in line to, you know, maybe potentially start there at right tackle. I think you mm-hmm. saw the picture today, Liam Eikenberg working there with Jesse Davis. So I do think like we talked about in the original podcast, you know, Eikenberg's probably the inside guy to get that right tackle job, but to lose Fluker, I mean, they brought him in here to be, you know, a veteran presence, to be that leader and to be able to play, you know, guard if he had to tackle, if he had to. So it does sure. suck and to find out it's a little bit more of an injury, you know, than and what um just being thrown on a pup list maybe as a precautionary like you said it, it is a little bit disheartening but to your point jake that's the reason you know you mentioned fuller i think he's on there now or fuller left i think practiced yesterday with an, a minor injury but parker's yep. on the pup list you know you can go down the list but that's the reason the dolphins have so many co- receivers on the roster you know that's the same reason yep. they have so many dbs on the roster for reasons like x and, and some of these other situations so um again i think we talked about before this 2021 season isn't so much about um you know, maybe those guys that left, but it's how these guys on the roster now are going to fill those holes because, um, you know, it's, it's still, it's still early.
1: Yeah. I don't think anyone's surprised about a Landon Roberts. Uh, he signed a new deal with the dolphins this off season. he, suffered I think it was an ankle injury in week 16 that was pretty gruesome Uh, and everyone was pretty surprised he actually got another contract uh, so quickly but I don't think it was really any surprise he'd be on the pup list it actually wouldn't be too surprising if he has to miss a couple games but I don't think anybody I mean Landon Roberts I think it's a one-year two million dollar deal or something like that if we have roberts at full health for the second half of the season fresh i mean that's just a such a nice added bonus uh but josh you kind of hit the nail on the head about opportunities here you mentioned Eichenberg getting some uh reps at right tackle and with Devontae parker and preston williams both being out um williams concerns me a little bit more just for the fact that you know he's been lost to injuries each of the last two years you know he's the last year of his contract does he have a future in Miami, you know, whether it's next year or, or three weeks from now? I'm not entirely sure, but there are other guys who have gotten opportunities. And Josh, in the middle of the offseason, I remember you, you gave me some credit for this, and I was kind of surprised it happened. I had a story about how Albert Wilson was working with uh, Tua over the offseason, and it blew up, right? It, it, got, it was probably top of uh, the FinSider for two, three days or something like that. Josh, is it time to say that Albert Wilson might be on a revenge tour in 2021 after what we're hearing in camp?
2: I, I think it's safe to say that. I mean, you have some people that are in camp. A uh, good friend of mine, Juan, he's reporting, you know, this might be the most explosive player out there through two camps. And that's just huge considering, you know, like you said, he sat out last year. You know, he was worried about his family, young kid. You understand that. But then to come out here, you know, he's fully healthy. You know, he he was he had that lingering hip issue and the injury the season before he sat out and now he's fully healthy. He's back here and you're just hearing what 60 yard touchdown grabs, 50 yarders, you no know, catching the ball in stride with Tua a tongue Like again, you mentioned these two guys are working out. So um, I've been a huge Wilson fan. Again, it, I mean, it's hard to not sit here and like different players, you know, Limbo and you, you, you become fans of all these guys, but you really root for Albert Wilson. You remember how, game changing he truly was you know with Brock Osweiler against the Chicago Bears you know high five and Jaken Grant that's the Albert Wilson that sounds like we're seeing at camp so that's giving me goosebumps just thinking about Jake but you mentioned Albert Wilson another guy that we're here and is just lighting the earth on fire and i mean uh, again i'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because we joked about how he's the highest rated receiver, rookie receiver Madden, but Jalen Waddle. I mean, this guy sounds like he is just going scorched earth on this defense and training camp. Jake, give me a little bit of your thoughts on that because, um, you know, heading into this year, if Parker's on the pup list, you know, Fuller's suspended, if Pre- Preston Williams is on the pup list, Jalen Waddle is going to be asked to do a lot right away, and it sounds like he's ready to rise to the occasion.
1: The idea of Waddle and Wilson cooking together, uh, the, the W's, can we call them the W's? Is that a thing? Is that bad? You, you, no, nah. because
2: <laughs> all they do is win, right?
1: It's exactly there. And they're, there's two use to it. No, no, I'm going too far. I'm going too far. But Josh, I mean, to think about the fact that a, a rookie is coming in and, and dazzling right away for the Dolphins. This this is what training camp is really about. Um, it's not about Devonte Parker being injured. It's not about DJ Fluker being injured. Ultimately, it's not about the fact that Albert Wilson is balling. It's about the first and second year guys really stepping up. Uh, Tua doesn't look like that young kid anymore. And Jalen Waddle is really catching a lot of eyeballs with his speed. Uh, there was one play here that Travis Wingfield described that he elevated, controlled, and pulls down the ball a little high in a way from Tua a bad throw by Tua it's time he should be cut and or traded uh but Waddle really showed out all day in practice and I joked that in the middle of the play he just signed an autograph and I think this is going to be a situation where I've been begging the Dolphins to get a guy who on, on third and eight the entire league might know it's going to you know so and so don't kick the ball to Deshaun Jackson. And somehow it's still kicked to Deshaun Jackson. I think that is what Jalen Waddle could potentially turn into. Obviously, we're two days into camp and I'm getting a little too jazzed up, but that's kind of the direction I hope it's going to go, especially when you kind of put a uh, unique field out. You could stretch it a little bit with like the Lynn Bowden out there with the Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller, if he ever sees the field, and, and Albert Wilson. I mean, I, I don't think anyone can keep up with that uh, four. They, no, win, yeah. they might win by the four by 100. They might take a gold medal on that one.
2: <laughs> Although, absolutely, take a gold medal on that, Jake. But, I mean, you don't want to say this offense looks completely different than last year. But, I mean, you're naming off all these speedy guys and just what they can do to this offense. And, again, it gives you goosebumps. It gives you reason to be be excited. And, um, you know, some other guys, I don't know if you saw the video of Jalen Phillips. I mean, this guy just looks like a monster. He looks like he's built in a lab, looks like, you know, straight out of Space Jam, Monstar type stuff, just Space Jam Cam Wake. You know, Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas took all their powers and put it into Jalen Phillips. I mean, this dude looks like a monster. You saw him dropping back in coverage, and again, that's a guy that I'm just excited to see what he can bring to the table. One more linebacker, Jake. I want to talk about. I don't know if you saw this, but Shaquem Griffin and Shaquille Griffin. I think I have them their names right. They were doing a little back and forth. I think uh, his brother now plays for the Jags and said he was going to run out there at the 50-yard line and tackle Shaquem Griffin. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Shaquem Griffin. i so here for that. He just yeah. He, it sounds like he's like, yo, man. If you if you want to say you want to wrestle me at the 50-yard. Line, just come out and say it so I'm some back and forth banter but it sounds like uh, Shaquem Griffin's meeting with the media right now some of the other players so we'll maybe we'll maybe have more stuff up on the finsire.com later today but overall Jake I mean I'm just super stoked with how this training camp has gone because again I mean I don't know if it's just because of how down and out it felt like we all were this offseason you know with everything we went through last year everybody rising up through that and then having to deal with all these rumors this offseason just to hear today you know to be on Twitter and see all that positivity and you know excitement surrounding the dolphins offensively and defensively even that Jerome Baker pass that you uh had the Miami Dolphins put out there I mean it's just awesome <laughs> to see and I'm just so glad that we're able to talk about this instead of some of the other things we were focused on this off season
1: yeah, so I used to do the In the Hump podcast, uh, a play on the Dolphins always being that, you know, 7-9 team with our good friend uh, Chris Cochran. And uh, we started a joke during the preseason that uh, the Dolphins or, or beat writers would tweet out plays and, and we'd try to pick which ones we'd see on social media. Like we'd we'd kind of jokingly make a bingo card, like drone shot of Mike Gusecki making a, or catching a fade in the back of the end zone. And then, you know, a week later we'd see it. Uh, so today we uh, saw... <laughs> We saw what, what was the play here, Josh? I might have lost it here. It had something to do with, uh, I think it was in the red zone, a pass to Mike Kosicki, was broken up by, by, Jerome Baker. by Jerome Baker. And I saw that play go up, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, we don't really see a lot of defense. Obviously, yesterday we saw an Albert Wilson bomb from Tua. Uh, and then today, I see that. I'm like, you know, maybe they'll do a little defense. I'm going to call it out. I'm going to put my uh, stamp on this. I think that uh, this is going to be the play they post. And next thing I know about an hour later, Dolphin Twitter posts it and Jerome Baker says, you better add that on Instagram in the middle of the play. And and man, I don't, I don't know if I have my crystal ball ready. I don't know if someone's ready to hire me to be a social media guy, but I've been laughing ever since at something like that. Just, just not only the fact that I called the play, but the fact that Jerome Baker is yelling that this is the play that's got to go on social media. Uh, It's good to see we're on the same wavelength. If uh, you know, Uh, The Dolphins need help at linebacker. I think I could communicate with Baker pretty well back there.
2: Yeah, he might actually be sending you a paycheck for that, Jake, because honestly, I'm sitting here, you know, I was watching it. I didn't know he seriously called it. He said, put that on Instagram, too. That's incredible. And it was right after, like you said, you and Cochran tweeted that. So, again, that's the stuff that we want to see. And, you know, we see all these positive tweets, you know, the Jalen Waddle big plays, the Albert Wilson big plays. I mean, it's early in the day. I'm thinking the Dolphins are probably going to drop this throughout the day and get us all excited. So good things are coming. I see Matt Collins just caught a quick slant for a touchdown, too. Just go to fritolaysnackat.sbnation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4/3/2023. Void wherever hit. Here's where the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at fritolaysnackat.sbnation.com.
1: But Josh, you know, I, I have to say I'm enjoying doing this. I mean, it's work, but I am having so much fun just kind of talking. You mentioned how healthy the Twitter community's been. Uh despite some beat writers apparently have some sort of group chat where they talk down to fans. I mean, that surely sounds productive, but I mean it's a very fun time to kind of sit here and scroll through Twitter. So I, I kind of want to get your feeling. Has any big opinions changed for you after the first few days of camp? Because I, I wanna, you know, say that Albert Wilson is trending in the right direction. And I wanna say he's going towards being the guy that uh can really ignite this offense to another level and I don't want to make that sound like a heel turn like this is something that really is coming out of nowhere especially when you mentioned the fact that uh you know Wilson was working with two in the offseason if you think back to 2019 when Wilson finally looked healthy in those last two three games he looked like the the Albert Wilson of old that was high-fiving Jakeem Grant so Josh I mean this There hasn't been a lot of doom and gloom, but this receiving court is really going to be interesting because when you see guys like Albert Wilson showing out, Mac Collins has actually had a couple of good days. There are some receivers that are going to be really hard to keep on this roster. And I think that's kind of one of, been one of my biggest takeaways so far.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I think that again, is kind of why the dolphins might be, Strategically, trying to store some of these guys on pup list and try to figure out a way to, you know, buy some time and give some of these younger players some reps. But Jake, I think the biggest takeaway for me, it has to be, you know, we were sitting here and I kept teetering back and forth. I was on like a teeter-totter, you know, going up and down, trying to figure out which side of the field I was on with Xavier Howard. And while we sit here and we continue to talk about how awesome he is, you know, part of me is rubbed a little bit wrong by, you know, not only that announcement that he made, but now again, the reports earlier today. So um, I guess that's my biggest takeaway. And then on top of that, we talked about it. You know, who's stepping into that role? I mean, Noah Igbenogany should be the guy. But I think uh, that video of Matt Collins, I think he might have been the corner that got beat on that touchdown because I saw people joking that, you know, he's getting beat by Matt Collins. You know, of, of course, there's some type of doom and gloom out there. But to me, Jake, when you lose a guy like Xavier Howard, and again, we're, we're just assuming that maybe he gets traded. To me, I want to know who's going to fill that role. Is it going to be Nick Needham? Is it going to be, again, no Igbenogany? Are they ready? Because, again, a lot of people are down on how Byron Jones played last year. Um, mm-hmm. Byron Jones is going to look pretty damn awesome, you know, opposite of one of those guys. You know, he was brought in here to be that shutdown guy. And without X on the other side, we could be in for a long year. So I guess those two positions, how the wide receivers fill out and just how that defensive back room plays out with X, you know, the minor injury and the trade rumors, those to me would be the biggest concerns, I guess. But, Overall, I'm just super stoked to be talking about football. And again, you know, we always talk about how the offense is so far behind the defense. And yes, a lot of these touchdowns are probably coming in red zone work. But I mean, I don't remember in years past, you know, hearing so many explosive plays. And again, maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's just, you know, Wingfield, he is generally a positive person. He's trying to bring good into the Dolphins and this fan base, you know, so maybe we're missing some of the negativity. I didn't see Omar tweet at all today. So I don't know, but I'm just so (laughs) glad that we're seeing the offense going out there and doing good things, at least in day three of camp.
1: Yeah, so I think a couple of the notes we have is Noah Igbenagny is looking jacked. Uh, I think that it's... I don't <laughs> like having the weight conversations because if you're having weight conversations, you know, so-and-so player gained weight, so-and-so player lost weight, so-and-so looks ripped. You're not talking about what they're doing on the field. So we, I think we still need to see it from him. And that number nine that he's wearing sticks out like a sore thumb. I guess Byron Jones had some strong plays. And, and you mentioned someone, Nick Needham. I mean, this is a guy who doesn't take any snaps for granted right this is a guy who you know wasn't drafted he had to work his way into the NFL and these are opportunities he he instantly could see us last on any day so he's actually been someone who's been sticking out a lot too I, I don't want to say that Needham is kind of like that uh, summer player uh, the, like a training camp guy but but he really shows up during these practices during this time so hopefully he can kind of return to 2019 where he was pretty strong uh, last year in limited time I know he was playing mostly in the slot he struggled a little bit Uh, And also I I think one thing I think we're going to have the hardest time adjusting to is the amount of youth this team has, you know, we talked about the idea that DJ Fluker is depth, Jesse Davis is depth, and you have three different guys, three young guys, possibly four starting on that offensive line, right. On the other side of the ball, you know, Josh, the one guy you bring up so much, I mentioned the smiling ear to ear. I've never seen a bigger smile at of Brian Flores from when he was draft when Raquan Davis was drafted. Not only did he turn it on late last year, but he's another guy who's actually sticking out in camp, and it's not because he's the biggest dude there he's either.
2: S- he sacked two today. I think he sacked yep. two today, and I mean, I, again, we don't want to talk about guys being Jack, but I, I, he definitely stood out when he was walking on that first day of camp because that dude is is a freak. So I mean, I think Raquan McDay, or uh, Raquan. I just call him Ray McDavis. I almost call him McMillan. Was- <laughs> Raekwon McDavis? for
1: keeping that. You're not cutting yeah. that. He's Raekwon McDavis, I, Yeah, so, so
2: Raekwon McDavis. Raekwon McDavis. I mean, this is a guy who admitted, you know, he was a rookie. You know, he can, he was pretty hard on himself, to be completely honest with his play last year. And like you said, he came on last year. I think he's going to be a, a you know, a huge staple in the middle of that Dolphins defense. And again, you hear him sack into a making plays in camp. So hearing him next to Jalen Phillips, I think both those players were getting to the quarterback today. So uh, again, there's a lot of, good things and positivity and things to build on. But, um, you know, it's early three days into camp. Let's see how this goes, you know, as we're approaching the Chicago game and some of those other um, preseason games. And as we get into the regular season, because if we're still hearing Jalen Waddle making some of those contorted catches, you know, on game day and Jalen Phillips and Raquan Davis meeting at the quarterback. And if I call him Raquan McDavis again, and we see Raquan Davis and Jalen Phillips meeting at the quarterback. I mean, that's, that's going to be, make for a pretty damn good 2021 season.
1: Yeah, I think the trenches, especially the defensive end of the ball, while the Dolphins still lack that top-tier pass rusher that they're searching for, and it's it's very possible Jalen Phillips can be that guy. Adam Butler is making noise. I mean, Christian Wilkins is isn't gonna be the guy who makes the big plays, but he he's uh he's he's your Chris Paul. I'm sorry, I'm making another basketball reference here. Uh but but he, he's the one who allows you know the Raquan Davises to break through. He's the one who allows uh you know linebackers to kind of spread to the uh dash marks a little more because he can drop back in coverage and intercept the ball in Wilkins Island. So while that pass rusher isn't there, I'm I'm excited about that that defensive front and what it can bring to the table. Um, we're not hearing any anything awful about the offensive line in general which I, I guess is a cool thing but again uh, training camp is very unique where while no matter what if someone does something good it also means that somebody is doing something pretty bad so it's important to keep that in mind too and, hey. and Josh I don't know how you feel oh, go ahead
2: uh, I was just gonna say there was reports that I guess Michael Dieter was taking snaps at center I guess he had Uh-oh. a high snap for us so there were some reports of I guess fans in attendance that saw him there and Jake, I mean, that's as important of a position as any on that offensive line. So, um, you know, I don't know how it'll shape up. But that's, again, another battle to watch as we progress into into camp.
1: That That's at least the cool thing, though, is is the depth that's there, where we, if we panic about someone, you know, Preston Williams and Devontae Parker out. Okay, cool, we have Albert Wilson and Jalen Waddell. Yeah. Uh, you know, Matt Skira is, can't snap a ball. All right, Michael Dieter, show us what you got. Just don't yeet it over his head 20 yards downfield.
2: Yeah, and just uh, and just one more thing. Just because, you know, we're not hearing you i I'd hear we're not talking about Andrew Van Ginkle and, you know, some of these other guys. Just because we're not hearing about these players, you know, doesn't mean they're not out yeah. there doing what they're accustomed to do. I mean, some of these guys are already built in their ways and, you know, going out there and grinding. So just because we don't hear some of these players flashing in camp, doesn't mean, you know, a guy like Andrew Van Ginkle's not going out there and making plays. I, I don't know why I threw him out there, but I just haven't seen much on him. And and when we talk about that speed pass rusher, that guy that's gonna get to the quarterback this year, I just keep picturing him because I mean, I, I don't know if you saw Jake, but that media day picture of him where he's like in the shadows with his long hair i mean that looks like some serial killer stuff and i just picture being a quarterback having that dude chase me down like on a little tricycle like the saw clown and it's game over if ginkle's chasing you down like that
1: i think vince beagle actually got a shout out today too which which is pretty there we go nice Uh, But Josh, it's been kind of, it's been fun to really jump in and do this so much. I tweeted it and I didn't really tweet it as much as to be a brag as it is to uh, just kind of say how excited I am because you and I both can sit out and and spit out four or five articles a day if we really had to. Uh, But we really don't have to and we're doing it. And, And I want to just say thank you to the entire community. I have people tweeting at me. I see little avatars that I haven't seen in about, you know, six months a lot of people on Twitter go dormant during the off season and they're probably the smartest people on Twitter. Uh, but to see everyone come back to kind of see some old names pop up to uh, joke about Solomon Kinley being my favorite guard I mean, this is what football season's all about until the losses start coming. It, it's about having fun and we're going to keep doing this, Josh. Uh, this is our third day in a row doing a pot. I don't know if we're going to do, you know, seven days a week until the start of camp, but I mean there's a lot coming out and there's a lot to talk about And, and I'm glad we have listeners who are willing to uh, join us on this. And I'm glad you're willing to let me talk your ear off about uh, God knows what, what I'm talking about on any day.
2: Yeah, man. I'm glad we both can sit here and talk about it. And I mean, I think we should say it every podcast we can guys, without, you know, our listeners, without everyone that follows us on Twitter, reads our articles, you know, gives us a time of day we would be nothing so thank you guys so much and hopefully you are enjoying these podcasts because i was thinking about yesterday jake and how we kind of rushed to get a podcast out there you know hopefully people are enjoying these because if not let us know because we're always trying to strive to do better but please like jake always says like we both always say if you're liking what you're listening to please subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review or any review we're hoping to do a Jalen phillips jersey giveaway in the next few weeks so um keep an eye out for that but If you're liking what you're listening to, continue to follow Jake Mendel on Twitter. Again, the greatest verified journalist on Twitter.com. The greatest co-host in the entire world at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. I am Josh Houts. Jake, unless there's something else you want to do, we can do our fins up and let these guys get on with the rest of their day because day four of camp's coming up on – we are off tomorrow, right? I think they're off tomorrow. I think so, yeah. Okay, so, yep, day four of camp's coming up on Friday.
1: Seriously, message us, send us, send us uh, carrier pigeon, anything. If you're mad that we didn't talk about Jacoby Brissett's awesome day as the backup quarterback, you you let us know because we'll talk about that stuff if you really want us to. We'll spend 15 minutes
2: on it. (laughs) All
1: right, we won't give people that. But, Josh, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Thank you guys so much for listening. And most importantly, as we close every show, fins up.